Hello everyone and welcome to Superhero RSS, a weekly podcast about all things comic book, movie, and television, brought to you by filmbook.com. My name is Melinda Money, and if you are tuning into Superhero RSS for the first time, what I do on this podcast is discuss the current week's comic book, movie, and television news. In this episode, I will be discussing Black Panther, because of course I'm going to be talking about Black Panther. <laughs> I'm also going to delve a little bit into the other MCU news that broke this week involving Black Widow as well as Stan Lee, and what all of that means to the future of Marvel Comics and the Marvel movie franchise. And we're also going to talk a little bit about Wonder Woman. Find more superhero RSS episodes on our website, filmbook.com. That's film-book.com. Uh, by using the search term, Superhero RSS Podcast. You can also email us at podcast at film-book.com with Superhero RSS Podcast in the subject line. Okay, on to the good news. I mean, should I start with the good news? Are you supposed to start with the good news or the bad news? Kind of like the, the good, ba the bad, and the ugly. I don't know. Anyway, you know, I think I'm just going to bookend this. Let's start with the really good news. Uh, we'll go into some other stuff, and then we'll end on a high note as well. So, on to the really good news. Uh, as of Monday, uh, pre-sale tickets for Marvel's Black Panther went on sale. And they totally annihilated pre-sale records. So, according to Fandango, Black Panther sold more tickets in its first 24 hours than any other Marvel movie. Making it probably... No, you know what? I'm just going to say it. Making it the most anticipated movie of 2018. And I am so here for this. <laughs> I have never been so excited for Black History Month in my life. <laughs> February 16th. Can't get here fast enough. And you know, it's kind of funny that I say that I'm so excited for February. Um, because February and January really aren't known as uh, the months to go see movies. You see movies in the summer, you've got all the blockbusters that come out during the summer, and then all of the films that are hoping to get uh, Oscar or Golden Globe uh, accolades are usually during the end of the year. But, I don't know, I mean, Deadpool kind of really flipped the switch on that. I mean, again, January and February really are quote-unquote dump months for Hollywood. Uh, just statistically, those are the worst months to release a film. But then you have something like Deadpool come out, which is not only critically acclaimed, but loved by audiences that does so well. And it kind of flips the switch on this. 
I have no doubt that Black Panther's going to do the exact same thing. We are already seeing that in pre-sales. But just the fact that Black Panther did so well in pre-sales on Monday isn't the reason that I consider this to be news. Or, should I say, isn't the reason that we are going to be discussing it more in length. Because, yeah, it is significant, and yes, it is news that a movie like Black Panther would totally decimate pre-sale records. That is news, and it's very significant news. And that's the reason that we're going to be discussing it. Why pre-sale record sales is newsworthy. So why is it newsworthy? Why why make a big deal about pre-sale records? Why is it such a big deal? Well, one of the main reasons why it's such a big deal is this is the first time that we get to see a black superhero on the big screen. And not just a black superhero in the role of a sidekick, but in the starring role as the titular character, as the, the main focal point. I could honestly talk all day about the historical and cultural significance of that alone. I mean, it's socially and culturally relevant because it imagines a world where specifically black people or people of African descent are triumphant and have influence um, over capitalism and uh, Western imperialism and even white supremacy. We finally get to explore this gorgeous country of Wakanda, the, the home of T'Challa or Black Panther, and we get to see this world that is this country that is unsurpassed in its technological advances. And we get to explore a world where the wealthiest man in the world is a black man from Africa, from Wakanda who has more wealth than Bruce Wayne and Tony Stark combined. The country of Wakanda taking center stage, especially in a time when we have a president calling countries from the continent of Africa, quote, shithole countries, end quote. Speaking of shitty remarks, that actually ties in quite nicely with a bit of, I guess you could call it news, that popped into my uh, social media feeds just a couple of hours ago, actually. A Twitter user by the handle of at Sarah J. Benicasa, I'm assuming. That's Sarah without an H because H's are, ugh. tweeted out earlier uh, Saturday, I am offering $300 to the journalist who very seriously asks Trump his opinion on our nation's relations with Wakanda and gets the question and answer recorded on live video. 
I know $300 doesn't sound like a lot to some people, but I also know what most reporters make. So ellipses, $300. As of recording this podcast, that tweet has been retweeted over 21,000 times and has been liked over 61,000 times. And the thread alone has countless it's it's insane it's it's hashtag wakandagate seriously go look that up hashtag wakandagate you'll find all of this it's amazing this has literally been filling up my newsfeed uh for the last couple of hours and it's the funniest shit i have ever read in a long time people are tweeting out ideas of starting a GoFundMe page. Others are tweeting out legitimate questions involving Wakanda or other fictional uh, places and characters to be asked of the president, as well as there are some amazing conversations being had on threads uh, discussing uh, Wakanda technology, infrastructure, um, immigration policies, and it's, it's amazing. This is hilarious. Okay, but enough about Twitter. I just thought that was super relevant and hilarious, and I had to share it. Hashtag Wakandagate. Okay, so back to why Black Panther sales uh, make this so noteworthy slash newsworthy, slash relevant. Um, another reason why I think Black Panther is just going to be such a culturally significant movie is because, yes, it highlights and showcases uh, Black actors, but it specifically showcases Black women. Uh, and just women in general who are very lacking in the Marvel movie universe. Yes, we have Scarlet Witch and we have Black Widow and we have characters like Pepper Potts and we have characters like Gwen Stacy and Mary Jane Watson. But, I mean, really, other than that, do we have any major female superheroes? Sure, we have Storm and Jean Grey. They're not part of the MCU. Well, they are now, but beforehand they weren't part of the MCU. But we ha- have we seen a Storm movie? No. Have we seen a Jean Grey movie? No. Um, yeah, we are eventually going to get a Black Widow movie, and we're going to get a Captain Marvel movie, but that's not today. <laughs> so it's it's powerful, and it's so necessary for this movie to not only showcase Black characters, but specifically Black women. And I know someone's going to bring it up, so I might as well address it now. Yes, 
Electra is part of the Marvel Universe. I guess she's technically part of the MCU. And yes, she did have her own movie, but we don't really talk about that. We don't talk about Daredevil. We don't talk about Electra. It's like the like the stepchild we keep in the closet. It's like the Harry Potter of uh, the MCU world. We put it in the cupboard under the stairs. We don't talk about it. <laughs> it doesn't exist. It's like Star Wars episodes one through three. They don't exist. They don't. They can't hurt you if you don't talk about it. <laughs> it doesn't exist if you don't talk about it. So we don't talk about those movies because they were bad. They don't exist. We're starting a fresh slate. <laughs> okay, anyway, back from another tangent. Let's get back to what I was going with. The significance of featuring these men and women of African backgrounds in this movie is also important for what it does for the black community. I found a quote by uh, the writer of Black Panther, Joe Robert Cole, um, and he basically explained this in a much better way than I can. And he explained the importance of properly bringing Black Panther to life on the silver screen in, quote, Black Panther is a historic opportunity to be part of something important and special, particularly at a time when African Americans are affirming their identities, dealing with vilification and dehumanization. The image of a Black hero on this scale is just really exciting. End quote. There's no denying that right now we live in an incredibly volatile time in American history in regards to race relations. We have a lack of representation for many cultures within our cultural institutions, specifically film and television. We also have disappropriate uh, incarceration, incarceration rates for people of color. We also have, uh, we also have higher police brutality for people of the African American community. Speaking of one of the writers, Joe Robert Cole, uh, he wrote this screenplay along with Ryan Coogler and Jack Kirby, who I guess we're saying is one of the writers of the screenplay just because he created the character of Black Panther. Regardless, Ryan Coogler and Joe Robert Cole did write the screenplay for Black Panther. The reason I bring this up is because we have a film that is starring a Black man. It is directed by a black man, and it is written by black men. This is a huge achievement for cinematic history. When you have a film like Black Panther comes along uh, that is in almost every capacity done by someone of a specific community, uh, you know that it's going to have a very acute understanding of the experience of people of that community, specifically the Black experience or of uh, people of the Black or African American community, uh, which I consider myself to also be a part of. And this is a big thing for 
not only people of my community, but for me, because I finally get to see on the big screen someone who looks like me, who represents me, uh, who isn't a sidekick, <laughs> who doesn't say one line of dialogue and then you never hear from that character again. <coughs> Storm. <coughs> Another reason why this is such a significant movie and why this is so important is because of representation. Representation is important and empowering, especially to a community that has too long been underrepresented and underserved. I can confidently say Black Panther will be not just the best superhero movie of 2018, but one of the best movies of the year, because it has to be. It's like Wonder Woman. Wonder Woman had to be good because if it wasn't, it would have set us back, us being women. Black Panther has to be good because we don't get a second chance. That's how Hollywood seems to work. Catwoman was a flop and, you know, you had people saying, see, female superhero movies don't work. If Wonder Woman had been a flop, we sure as shit wouldn't be getting a Black Widow movie or a Captain Marvel movie. And so if Black Panther were to be a flop, it would be a really long time before we would see more superhero movies that had diverse backgrounds, that had uh, people of color represented. So, yeah, that's how I know it's going to be an amazing movie, because... Everybody who has worked on this project is not going to allow that to happen. Now, this would be a perfect segue into another topic of discussion that I plan to discuss today. However, I really wanted to bookend this podcast, so we're unfortunately going to have to go into the bad news that broke this week. So Stan Lee, the godfather of Marvel Comics, uh, has actually been accused of sexual misconduct. Mr. Lee was reportedly... Uh, he's been accused of misconduct by multiple nurses who provide in-home care. And uh, that really sucks. I mean, if these accusations are to be believed, I definitely have no pity for Mr. Lee. <laughs> and I think perpetrators, no matter who they are, ought to be held accountable for their actions. However, when it comes to someone like Stan Lee, an accusation not only risks tarnishing his name, but also his legacy, that legacy being the Marvel Universe and what that can mean for ticket sales. Now, with Black Panther pre-sales being what they are, I don't see this news having an effect on how well the film initially does at the box office, but that doesn't mean there won't be a huge decline in sales past its opening weekend Uh as a form of protest. We also don't know if this will affect other Marvel films set to be released this year, like Deadpool 2. Um, I mean, Weinstein was completely ousted from the industry after uh, his actions came to light, and Spacey not only was fired from House of Cards, but completely replaced in the film All the Money in the World for his sexual misconduct. So... 
what we have to wonder is what are the repercussions for someone like Lee? Does, you know, the MCU get shelved? Are we at the end of Marvel cinema? Are people going to boycott his films? And I mean, again, I definitely don't think Mr. Lee should face. Um, I, I mean, I think he should definitely face the consequences for his actions. But my concern is, you know, what what uh, my concern is, what will happen to how others will suffer, how the fans are going to suffer because of this. But, you know, perhaps I'm wrong. Disney and Marvel are, you know, such huge juggernauts. And Coco didn't suffer when news broke that Pixar producer John Lasseter had engaged in sexual misconduct. So, you know, who who knows? And, and all the money in the world didn't suffer at the box office. It didn't suffer a backlash um, or Oscar snubs because Kevin Spacey was recast. Though, you know, it still had its own backlash, especially when the pay difference for Mark Wahlberg and Michelle Williams's reshoots came to light. Uh, so there's that. Although speaking of wage disparagement, uh, I love that Wahlberg was like, yeah, that's fucked up. I was paid way more than Michelle was to do reshoots for this. And... He's donating his wages, uh, like $1.5 million for the reshoots, which is insane, uh, to the charity hashtag Time's Up. So that's that's freaking awesome. Uh, so, you know, I mean, I don't know. There might have been pressure for him to do so, but progress. Baby steps. <laughs> okay, on to the last bit of good news for this podcast we'll be discussing. <sighs> anyway, so the other news that broke this week Uh Um, is that the wheels are finally turning for uh, the Black Widow movie. So it looks like we're finally going to be getting a Black Widow movie um, or a at least one female-led superhero movie from Marvel, finally. Um, so it's, what, been like 10 years since they started really doing the MCU with uh with Iron Man kind of coming out in 2000, 2018 or excuse me 2008 announced 2018 uh anyway so uh it was announced this week that Marvel Studios has hired uh Jack Schaefer to pen the Black Widow script and yeah I'm so here for that uh I mean I think Marvel is kind of taking a page out of DC's book here uh, I mean you, we saw the success that was Wonder Woman, and I think they're like, mm, yeah, let's do that. <laughs> let's do that thing. <laughs> um, I guess the difference, though, I'm assuming they're going to be hiring a female uh, director as well. But as of right now, the Miss um, Schaefer is, I guess, other than Scarlett Johansson, the only one really, the only female really attached to the script. Uh, but I think it's awesome. Uh, I think that was like really my only qualm with Wonder Woman is that, um, it wasn't written by a woman or there was no, there wasn't a woman 
um, on the team of writers. Uh, but I mean, it was a great, it was a great movie and it celebrated women, celebrated this character who is very much a realistic interpretation of who a woman is, despite the fact that she's a fictional character, a fictional person who has superhuman abilities. Uh, so anyway, I think, uh, I am so excited for Black Widow to be made into a movie finally, so hopefully we will see that soon. Um, the other bit of news, uh, I mean, you know, I, I'm, I'm excited for, you know, Shaper to be writing it. I'm, I love the idea of a, a female writing the script, but I admit I'm a little nervous considering I don't know I, I really don't know any of her work other than uh, other than the quote short unquote I mean if you can call it short uh, movie that premiered in front of Coco uh, that we were all forced to watch um, so Schaefer's the one who wrote uh, the the Olaf movie that uh, appeared in front in front of the movie Coco. Um, I, I mean, that's really the only thing that she's written that I'm familiar with. Uh, she does have a couple other movies coming out. Um, she's doing Nasty Women, which is, uh, a remake of the, uh, Dirty Rotten Scoundrels movie. It's supposed to be a female version, kind of like, um, that they did with Ghostbusters. Um, so, yeah, we'll see. I, I'm, I'm still, you know, excited that uh, we're getting a female script writer on this so cool uh let's see the other thing uh the oh so the other so speaking of female-led superhero movies uh we need to talk about wonder woman and no unfortunately i'm not here to talk about wonder wonder woman 2 which by the way patty if you're listening uh if you need someone to play Nubia in a Wonder Woman sequel or standalone film, I volunteer as tribute. <laughs> okay, so also on Thursday, um, gosh, man, all the things happened on Thursday. Like, all the things. <laughs> anyway, on Thursday, um, Thursday was the 2018 Critics' Choice Awards, and unsurprising to nobody, was the winner of the best action movie, Wonder Fucking woman mic drop <laughs> and wonder woman star gal gadot was honored with uh an award that night uh so she went home with the hashtag see her award um the hashtag see her award is an award that recognizes actresses who and i quote push boundaries on changing stereotypes and recognize the importance of accurately portraying women across uh the entertainment landscape end quote. So last year, um, Suicide Squad star Viola Davis received the award. And uh, God, I've got to play this clip of her speech because it'll make you feel all the things. It's just, it's delightful. Throughout my career, I was always asked to describe my dream role. And it was clear to me that I wanted to portray a strong and independent woman, a real one. And all of these qualities I looked for, I found in her. She's full of heart, strength, compassion, and forgiveness. 
she commands the attention of the world. And in doing so, she sets a positive example for humanity. I want to share this award with all the women and men who stands for what's right. Standing for those who can stand or speak for themselves. All right, folks. And that is the good, the bad, and the ugly in superhero news for this week. So thank you for listening to this episode of Superhero RSS Podcast. You can find more of my work on film-book.com. Just search for Melinda Money. That's Melinda with an A, not an E, because E's are ugh. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> uh, or Superhero RSS Podcast. Or click on my Filmbook Authors link below. You can also find me on Twitter at Melinda Money. Or on Instagram at Melinda.Money. If you listen to this podcast on iTunes or another podcast service, please rate and review this episode. And if you are listening to this podcast on our YouTube channel, Film Book Podcast, please like our video, subscribe to our channel, and leave us a comment in the comment section. If you would like to contribute to this podcast, please visit our Patreon page at patreon.com forward slash filmbook and become one of our patrons. Any support you could throw our way is greatly appreciated. Tune in next week for new comic book movie and television news, and thanks for listening. I'll talk to you then. There will be no pictures of pigs shooting down brothers on the instant replay. There will be no pictures of pigs shooting down brothers on the instant replay. There will be no-